I am so excited to have this very special guest on. I found her on Instagram because she has a super magical moment and it involves 30 years of magic. So today we have Sharon. Hi, Sharon. How are you today? Hi, Morgan. I'm good. How are you? I am so excited to have you on. You're an annual pass holder, Disney lover, long lost princess who have been living on magic for over 30 years. So I cannot wait to hear your story. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Yes. Um, Do you want to give us a little teaser of what your magical moment is about today? So I've been going to Disney for 30 years and uh, I was at the 25th anniversary and then I got to go to the 50th anniversary so it was very special and I have my picture from the 25th I got my picture on October 1st at the 50th and so it was just magical to look back and say wow you know 25 years of magic and I got to be there for both of them Oh, that is so incredible. I am so excited for us to deep dive into your story and all the magical moments that were a part of that. But before we do that, um, why don't you talk about yourself and we'll, I'll ask you some fun questions. Um, so you currently live in Florida, correct? Yes, I live actually five minutes from Disney property. So yes, and you were telling I... me a really cool fact about your house. Yes. So I can see the Magic Kingdom fireworks from my house. So it's just an absolute dream. When I bought the house, I had no idea. But the very first night I went and I was like, well, I know Disney's in this general direction. And I looked out the window and they were like right behind my house. So it's a dream come true that I can watch them every night. And I love having my family and friends over and sharing that magic with them. Oh, and you, when you said you didn't know that you were that close to Magic Kingdom, or I'm sorry, yeah, you were that close to Magic Kingdom, did you buy the house like sight unseen, or did you go visit it and just not realize where you were? Or I visited the, the house. No, I knew where the house was. I knew oh, like okay. the general Disney area, but I didn't realize how close it was because I was kind of going more for work proximity at the time. So mm-hmm. I knew it was close to Disney, but didn't realize it was close enough that the fireworks were literally in my backyard. That is so cool. And you said close to work proximity. How close is, are you to work? Well, I actually, I'm a school counselor. So I just changed schools this past year. So work is now five minutes down the road from my house at a brand new school. So oh, very nice. So you are five minutes away from your job and five minutes away from your favorite place on earth. So yes. you just have like, I don't think you ever need to move. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really don't want to. I mean, we can even watch the fireworks from the football field at school. So oh it's my that is so much fun. And you said it was your um, guest bedroom, right? That you can yes. see the fireworks from. Mm-hmm. How cool would it be to just, you know, have your friends come over and stay the night and they're, you know, all ready for bed and the fireworks go off and you're just like, oh, welcome to my backyard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's basically what I do. I actually had a friend come down that I met through Instagram last month and one night we just hung out and watched the fireworks and I just remember having my parents come the very first time that they came to the house that they stayed over and you know they were the ones who took me to Disney for the first time as a one-year-old and all my Disney vacations so to watch the fireworks with them was just like a dream come true. That is so cool. And you got to see something really cool. Um, you got to now that, you know, we're right after the initial October 1st of the 50th celebration kicking off. You got to see um, something really cool. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? So I did get to see Enchantment um, the very first night I watched from home. And then I actually watched the very last Happily Ever After from home as well. I did one last Happily in the Park and then... I have not seen Enchantment in the park yet. I've been waiting because one of my Instagram friends, we are actually very, very close. We've been talking for a year and a half now, but have not met in person yet. So she's coming this week and we are supposed to go watch Enchantment together. And we kind of made a deal that we would watch for the first time together in the parks. So really excited for that. That is so special. We can't wait to hear all about that and your upcoming trip. Um, I know you said you haven't seen Enchantment in the parks yet, but 
how are you feeling about the new fireworks show and the changes coming to the 50th in comparison to shows like Wishes and um, Happily Ever After? So I actually watched Enchantment on YouTube. Um, it's I want to see it in the parks because I did hear from several people that you really need to watch it from Main Street because with the projections down Main Street, it's a completely different show. So I want to go in with, you know, open mind to watch it for the first time on Main Street and seeing it in person. I love Happily Ever After, but I really am a wishes girl. There was something about the song that always just like gave me this feeling. And I also love that you could watch wishes from pretty much anywhere in the park and have the same experience. Of course, it's magical to watch it over the castle, but I used to watch it at times from the bridge in Frontierland or even by Be Our Guest. Like there were so many spots you could watch where it was still incredible because it was really about the music with Wishes. Absolutely. And that exit music too. Oof. <laughs> Great way to end your day for sure. Um, all right. So I'm going to ask some fun questions now. But the question I started asking everybody is, why do you love Disney? I love Disney because I was kind of born into it. I've been going to Disney since I was a year old. I was born and raised in New York till I was 13, but every single year since I was a year old, we would go to Disney at least once or twice, sometimes three times. My grandmother was a snowbird in Delray Beach, so we would always go multiple times a year to visit her, and then several times we would drive up and go to Disney. So. Disney was my childhood. That's what I grew up on. I grew up on always going to Disney and there's something magical about it. But even as an adult, getting to celebrate milestones in Disney as an adult is something that the magic is still there. And I know, especially with COVID, people have said at times, oh, the magic is gone. The magic's not gone. The magic is in your heart. The magic is what you make of it. And to me, I still get the same feeling walking down Main Street at 31 that I do when I was five. Oh, my goodness. That is incredible. Um, and when you would come down from New York, would you drive most of the time or fly? Or after a certain age, you guys started flying? How was that? We, How many hours? We would fly. We would fly from New York. Usually we would fly from New York. It was either to Orlando or to South Florida because that's where my grandmother was. And then sometimes she would come with us on trips, sometimes not. It just depended. Sometimes it was, you know, just my parents and I, and we would fly directly to Orlando. But I mean, that was part of our family vacation. I sometimes joke that I think there's more photos of Mickey than there are of me as a kid. But <laughs> Mickey's like, timeless. I, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. Like we go through childhood photos, it's like at least you know two months. There's Disney photos. So oh my goodness, that's so that fun. Is... And did you have uh, siblings that you guys went with, or just you? No, I'm an only child, so oh, no siblings, okay. so it was just me. Sometimes my grandmother would come with us, which is looking back really special, because she's mm -hmm. passed for about six years now, so having those memories with her, and actually she would sometimes take me on her own. My parents would go sometimes on a cruise just on their own and do a vacation, and she would drive me up to Disney and we would do Disney together as something special, just the two of us. Oh my goodness. Quality time with grandma. That's so much fun. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any favorite memories or a favorite attraction or picture you guys have together or times you guys spent specifically with her? So funny story with her. Ooh. I was a teenager at the time and she just couldn't walk long distances, so she would take an ECV. And so we got to the dinosaur ride, and she was going to get out. And the cast member said, no, stay in. She's like, I can get out and walk. They insisted. So we wound up, you know, doing the line. And it has a lot of twists and turns. And so mm -hmm. we get up, and then the ride wound up breaking down. So we had to go out. And as she was turning to exit, from one of the areas with the line, there was a wall in front of her and the ECV just went straight into the wall. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> was, yeah, there was a little bit of a debt. We were just like, oops. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, is it still there to this day? 
No, no, it's oh. not. I mean, they patched it up. It was, it was not huge. It was, but it was enough of like a chunk of the wall that came out. <laughs> oh my goodness, your grandma's trying to make a mark on Disney. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I still think of her every time I go past that wall. So. Oh my goodness. Now, was it um, after the pre-show or before the pre-show? It was before the pre-show. So it was oh. because with an ECV, you really have to wind in the line. So it's like right before yeah. getting into the big room with the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. Oh, that is amazing. Oh, my gosh. I'm glad I asked that. I had no idea that there was a fun story to go along with that. Yes. Um, and so we know you've been to Disney World and all four parks there, but have you visited any other Disney parks? I have. I have been to Disneyland in California a few times, Ooh. and I was in Disneyland Paris when I was nine. We have very close Dutch friends who were expatted to Paris, so we went and spent a month in France when I was nine. So one of the things we did when I was there was we went to Disneyland Paris, which was a thrill for me. Oh, my goodness. That At nine years old, too, like to get to travel the world and then, you know, go to somewhere that's familiar like Disney because you're so professional at that point from going to Disney World all the time. Um, is there any fun memories from that specific trip? That one I do remember. So I went with, we took our Dutch friends, they have three boys and we took the two older ones at the time. So it was my parents, me and the two boys. And one of them who was my age, he always gets lost. Like even when we're at home, well, my (laughs) parents sent us into the Alice in Wonderland uh, maze. Oh, we have an Alice in Wonderland maze there. And so they sent three of us in and two of us came out. We were like, yeah, that's what we're asking. So that we had to like go back through the maze backwards until we found him. Oh no, poor guy. So it's like truly a maze. It's not like, oh, just some fun. No, it's an actual maze. And of course they said three in and two came out and they weren't surprised. But thankfully with Disney, you know, we knew we'd be able to find him at some point, even if it was sending security in to get him. Oh my gosh, that is so much fun. I'm always curious for someone who grew up going to Disney World and then gets to visit Disneyland, which do you prefer? Or even out of all three of those, which do you prefer? I know it's been a couple of years since you've been to Disneyland Paris. So the and- last time I went to Disneyland was 2011. So I'm actually supposed to go next summer. We are doing a cruise to Hawaii out of LA. And then after Hawaii, I'm planning to spend time in California. So I do love Disneyland. There are things that Disneyland has that we don't. I love the actually the Alice in Wonderland ride they have there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey Jr. train. So they have some different things there that we don't have. But it's honestly been a long time. It's been over 10 years. So I'm overdue. And Disneyland Paris, unfortunately, because I was so young, I don't remember as much. So next time I go to Paris... I am hoping to get there because it has been too long. I did go to Paris a few years ago, but only for a few days. So my parents actually, I said, I want to go to Disneyland. They said, you've been, I said I was nine, but you know, (laughs) it was like, okay. But funny enough, my parents were actually watching the Imagineering story during COVID on lockdown. And now all of a sudden they're like, oh, we learned all this stuff. It would be really interesting to see it again. So that I think is part of why now they're more open to doing those parks. And then my bucket list, of course, is the parks in Asia. So someday I will get there. But that's awesome. I mean, you already got three out of the six down. It sounds like, you, you know, you're overdue for some visits and mm-hmm. now that Avengers Campus is open and mm-hmm. so many other things at Disneyland and that Hawaii trip like can I please tag along that sounds like so much fun I'm excited yeah because last time I was in Hawaii I was eight and then the time before that I was four so that's another overdue trip that sounds amazing all right my next question is not necessarily your favorite character but what character do you most identify with that you are the most similar to? I would always say for that answer is Belle because (gasps) for me with Belle, it's about the girl that doesn't always fit in. And that was always me. I was the girl that didn't always fit in, but the girl who sees beauty from the inside and not just out. And I'm the type of person where I look at a person for 
their qualities inside as well as out. And so for me, Belle is who I would always be able to relate to. Also with, you know, wanting adventure in the great wide somewhere. I've been fortunate to travel to 48 countries. So I do a lot of traveling. So for me, that's why I've always really related to Belle. Oh my goodness. And I know I already got the vibe that you traveled a lot from your Paris trip and Disneyland and Hawaii and 40, you said 38 or 48? 48. 48. Oh my gosh. Yes. You are, I have no doubt that you're going to hit all six Disney parks at some point in your life. No doubt about it. And that was a beautiful answer for Belle. I, I like that, you know, you identified with how, you know, everybody's like thinking she's a funny girl and, you know, but she looks at the person for who they truly are on the inside. And I, I think that's a great quality that Belle has. What is your dream ride to get stuck on? People mover. <laughs> oh my gosh. You actually, it's happened. I actually did get stuck and evacuated from the people mover when I was 16. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. What part in the people mover did you get evac from? It was just one on, it was like one of the parts outside. It was just, we were outside and it just stopped I think it was actually like overlooking the castle it was like we had just like started overlooking the castle and it stopped and I mean people mover is my favorite ride I really do love it like my dream day would just be riding people mover all day long and then having cast members bring me like a Dole Whip and a cream cheese pretzel (laughs) and a Mickey bar (laughs) who needs a Cinderella Royal Suite I just want to ride people mover all day long and have my favorite items delivered to me like DoorDash on the people mover (laughs) that'd be so much fun I love that that you I I love the people mover and so when it was down for the first part since um since it's COVID and whatnot, I was like, oh, when's People Mover going to open? Because when I was living out in Disneyland, it the, they don't have it anymore. I mean, it, the bones of it are still there, but it's not mm. working anymore because of the whole rocket rod situation. So I love the People Mover too. So do you have a favorite part of the People Mover? I honestly, I love the whole thing. I mean, growing up, I remember like when I would go into Space Mountain and the lights were on, that was always super cool. Mm-hmm. And even just like getting to see the castle, even just I love riding around and you never know, like they say, you never know who you're going to see people watching at Disney is gold. So I love watching just what's going on from that view. That is amazing. Yes. And yes, people watching is so, so fun. And then like you said, from the view and the angle, um, here's an interesting thing. I know with the people mover and for those that don't know, if you haven't done the people mover or you live at Disneyland and haven't made your way over to Disney world, the people mover goes in space mountain. You can kind of see through a gift shop. You can see through, um, Astro blasters or is it, it's called something different here. It's not Astro blasters. What is it called? Buzz Lightyear's uh, space ranger spin. Gotcha. So that's that's it. Is there any part of Tomorrowland that you would love that if, say, the track extended, where would you want it to go through or something cool behind the scenes you'd want to see from the People Mover? I mean, now that they've got the Tron ride going up. Ooh, that would be amazing. That would be pretty cool. I mean, I feel like it covers so much of Tomorrowland. Like, if anything, I'd like to see it extend over Fantasyland. just make the people mover go around the entire park that's my like that would be a dream just have it go around the entire park yes with no stops like you know you would the train or something I just you just want to take in all the views and just grab yourself a churro and a dole whip and just take a cruise essentially Mm -hmm. if you could work any role at a Disney park what role would it be and why I'd have to say VIP tour guides because I've always really been into pop culture. So I feel like it'd be super cool to be able to be a tour guide to celebrities. Oh my gosh. Yes. Anybody you have in mind? I mean, I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. So, you know, Taylor Swift, Shania Twain, Celine Dion, like some of my musical idols, that would be a dream. Other than the people mover, but what attraction would you be devastated if they demolish it during your lifetime? Updates and improvements are acceptable, though. Ooh, that's a hard one. I mean, I'll be 100% honest, and I know it's not everyone's favorite ride, but Small World's a classic. A thousand percent. You can love it, you can hate it, but you can't argue it's not a classic. 
Yeah, you know, Small World's a classic. So that's one that I want to make sure that they always keep. I mean, I love The Little Mermaid. Ariel's my favorite princess. So for me, you know, I love that. Spaceship Earth, of course, you know, they got to keep Spaceship Earth. But I feel like for me, it's more of the Fantasyland rides at Disney, just because that's where my childhood's at. Peter Pan, you know, those rides are the ones that I go to. Like, that's my... That's where I go to be a kid again. That's where I go to live out mm-hmm. my childhood is Fantasyland. Since you are a Disney World local and I'm assuming an annual pass holder. Yes. And you're an annual pass holder. How would you rank the park? Which park you go to the most often and the least? So for me, favorite park is Magic Kingdom. Park I most frequent is Epcot. And that's just because getting in and out of Magic Kingdom takes a really long time and especially if it's a day that I have to that I'm coming after work or I have to work the next day sometimes it's just I love Epcot Epcot's my second favorite mm-hmm. I love eating and drinking around the world that's it's fun you just get to go you stroll you have a bite you have a drink so for me Epcot's the one that I would say I frequent the most but Magic Kingdom is my favorite park. So those are definitely the two that I go to the most. And then after that, I would have to rank Animal Kingdom and then Studios. I still call it MGM. I will all call I will always call it MGM. I actually have a shirt from one of my favorite small shops that says MGM Studios Forever. And I wear it pretty often when I go there. Um, oh my gosh, I need I this like shirt. I've recently gone to studios more than Animal Kingdom, that that's just be, been because of friends being in town. So, and I've been the one to get the rise boarding group. So, okay, okay. So for me, I would do the boarding groups. I think the ride is amazing, and I've always said for someone who's not even a Star Wars fan, I think the ride is incredible. The theming is amazing. They just did a great job with it. I think the amount of time to wait is a lot. And I'll be honest, I did do pass holder preview for Remy and I would definitely put boarding group back on rise before Remy. Remy, I thought was cute, Mm -hmm. but I feel like rise lives up more for the theming and everything, but I know Remy is now, you know, the newer ride. So they're changing it, but I would right. do boarding groups on Rise before Remy. You know, I, I completely agree with you. I like you said, Remy was cute. Um, I I think, and tell me if you agree with this. I think that Ratatouille should have opened first, then mm-hmm. Mickey Minnie's Runaway Ra- Railway. That's a mouthful to say every time, and then Rise of the Resistance. I think if we got the progression of technology through the trackless system in comparison, I think that would have been a nice steady flow to keep the popularity increasing up. But if you, you know couldn't get a Rise boarding group, you could still enjoy Remy's. But now that we've already had Rise of the Resistance and Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway with the projection mapping technology, I think that it should have come first before the other two. I agree. And I think Mickey and Minnie's is super cute, but I also really miss the great movie ride because I feel like that was such a classic staple at studios, especially given that, you know, they took down the Sorcerer hat. It kind of, I felt like was one of like those true classic things that it had going for it. I feel like they really changed studios throughout the year and that it's a completely different park than what it used to be. I, I agree with you. I think you and me are very like similar opinions about Hollywood studios. Like I loved it before Toy Story Land and um, uh, I was about to say Avengers Campus. I'm like, no, no, no. That's the other park. Um, uh, then Star Wars because I loved the old Hollywood vibes. I like the old behind the scenes things. Mind you, I don't remember some of the things like the tram tour kind of whatnot. But again, the great movie ride, such a classic, such a staple of the park and the sorcerer's hat like – Gotta love taking a picture way in front of it and then um, placing your camera very strategically so it looks like you're wearing the sorcerer's hat. Like, we've all taken that picture for sure. Um, But I truly miss the original MGM Studios for sure. I do. And I still call it MGM when I go and I let the cast members attempt to correct me. (laughs) Ah, I love it. I love it. 
You said you visit Epcot the most frequently. Um, if you could add a country to Epcot, what would it be and why? So for me, one of my absolute favorite places in the world to go to is Israel. So I love the food. I love the cuisine. So that would in a way be a dream for me. But realistically speaking, Greece. I just think Greece is so beautiful and Greek food is one of my favorites. So I feel like adding a Greece pavilion would be amazing. Oh my goodness. Yes. And Epcot is for people who love or hate it, it's slowly turning into an IP park. And if they had Greece, they could easily put Hercules and Meg because those are such amazing characters. So that'd be totally fun. And you are truly a world traveler. So I think you, if we were to take somebody's opinion into account of what country we should add, it would definitely be yours. (laughs) I mean, it's hard to choose because there's so many places. I mean, my other favorite places that I travel to is the Netherlands because like I said, we have Dutch friends. So I've gone there often. And then I have Swedish cousins. So I've gone to Sweden very often too. So, you know, those are other ones that are high on my list. And I mean, my thing with some of the countries would be, I just know of certain foods that I've had that are like, some locals know about it, that would be good to put in. That would be so much fun. And speaking of traveling, um, if you were to add a location or landmark into Soren, what would it be for us to like fly over and the more specific, the better? That is a really good question. Um, For me, like the place that is like the most near and dear to my heart is Israel. So I would say probably like Jerusalem. It would be amazing. Jerusalem is, there's so many, you know, it encapsulates different major religions, but there's so much history there too. So, you know, for me, I feel like that would be amazing. I love that. That'd be beautiful. You make me want to travel the world myself once COVID gets better. So, oh my gosh. All right. And my last question, since you've been going to Disney World for so long, if you were taking a first timer to Disney World with a four day pass, like which park and ride would you take them on first? Uh, Magic Kingdom first, hands down. Okay. Okay. And why is that? There's something about Disney that, you know, when someone thinks Disney, they think the castle, you know, that's the Mm -hmm. thing. When you think Disney, you think Cinderella Castle. So for me, it's all about, you know, going to Disney, getting to see Cinderella Castle for the very first time. And then as far as rides, I mean, the classics, I would say something like Dumbo or Peter Pan or Small World, Mm -hmm. like hitting up those classic rides first. I mean, if I really had it my way, it would be going straight to the people mover, but for a first timer, (laughs) you know, (laughs) They need to see the classics, and I am looking forward to getting to take my niece and nephew someday to Disney, so that's one of the trips that I really look forward to the most in the future is planning to take my niece and nephews and just getting to see the look on their face the very first time they see the castle and getting to see the characters and go on the rides and attempt to avoid the gift shop because it's going to be expensive once you take them in there. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I've, I've seen, um, I worked in merchandise years ago for my Disney college program at world of Disney. And the smartest thing I ever saw was parents giving their kids gift cards. Mm -hmm. So there was an allotted amount. So they had to like think long and hard. Okay. Do I want to spend it all compared to, you know, I want this, I want that. Cause like we all want everything, but if, you know, they give them the money management and, you know, they really got to evaluate if they really wanted something or they spent it all too early or whatnot. I think that's the best thing I ever saw as working in merchandise. Yeah. I've actually heard of a lot of people doing that recently. And I know of some people personally who did that too. And I think it's a really smart idea because the kid knows, all right, I have a hundred dollars on this card, you know, this is my spending money. I mean, with my niece and nephews, I would treat them to something like my niece, I would probably say, you get to pick out a pair of mini ears and let her pick out ears. And the boys, it would probably be also either a pair of ears, their first pair of ears or a shirt or something. But 
I would tell them what they get to pick out because I'm not letting them just you know, go and run to the hundred dollar Lego set or, you know, the gigantic castle and be like, I want this because it's like, well, you can't get that in your suitcase home. It's like, how are we getting this home? I'm not spending $200 on a castle for you. Sorry. Oh my goodness. Yes. That is so clever. And you know, when it's not your kids, you definitely want to spoil them more and, you know, get the cool aunt cred and stuff like that. So that could be so much fun. And I I already do that with them, so that's why I know I need to, like, pump the brakes because otherwise they would take me for a ride. Oh, and, and there's three of them, too, so it's going to be, yeah, you're gonna be like, guys, you're going to be like, guys, we can't eat today. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sharon, thank you so much for answering all those questions. I feel like I got to know you a little bit more and know your love of Hollywood studios and world traveling. So, or I'm sorry, not Hollywood studios, MGM and world traveling. But now I'll let you take it away and share your magic. So for me, the magic was realizing the 50th has been coming up. And as an annual pass holder, I've been watching the 50th you know, come to life every time I would go since I went back. I took a little time off when the parks first opened after COVID. They reopened in July. I didn't go back till September. I took a little time. But since then, I've just watched the 50th unfold and come to life. And every time I would go, there would always be something different. I still remember the first time walking in and seeing the 50 on the castle And then it just hit me one day. I was looking through old photos and old Disney pictures. And then I saw this picture of me in front of the 25th anniversary castle, which I know it's controversial for some people, but for a seven-year-old girl, that was my dream castle. It was a pink birthday cake castle with candy all over it. Like that was a dream. I love the castle. To this day, I still love it just because from the eyes of a child, like that's the coolest thing ever. Yes. And then it's larger. It's already crazy to see a castle that in real life, not just in a storybook or a movie, like a real castle. And then to see like a candy cake, birthday cake castle, like that was insane. I personally haven't seen it in person, but I would love, I love seeing old pictures and I'm like, oh, and yes, it was a very specific choice of pink. Some people refer to it as the Pepto-Bismol castle, right? <laughs> but it was very cute. And I like your perspective. Like, yes, from a seven-year-old girl's perspective, it was everything. <laughs> <laughs> so that was just looking at it. And so I found this picture of me standing in front of the castle and I texted my friend one day and I was like, I need to recreate this with the 50th. And so when it came to the 50th, I was lucky enough to get a park pass, but my original plan was going to be taking off work. But then as things came up, I said, you know what? I'm not going to take that day. I have other days to take. I'd rather take days when friends come to town and have that. So I decided I wasn't going to take the day from work and said, you know, if it's meant to be and I can get there on the 50th, I will. So one of my coworkers was there on the 50th and it was getting to be towards the end of the school day. And I said, Hey, what's it looking like? Cause at that time I got a notification saying park hopping is not being allowed. So I was wondering oh, well, no. if I have a magic kingdom reservation, is that being honored or am I not going to be able to get in? And she said, from what she's hearing, as long as you have a magic kingdom reservation, they will honor it what point in the day did you get this notification and had to figure this out it was about 3 30 in the afternoon because I leave work well work school gets out at 4 10 so hmm. it was about 3 30 in the afternoon that I got this notification that came up from the Disney app saying no park hopping into Magic Kingdom so I texted her and said, what's going on? And she actually said, well, the lines for merch are insane, but we've been walking on rides all day. Shouldn't be an issue. So I got, I decided, all right, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. 
if I can get in, I can get in. My goal was to get a picture in front of the castle on October 1st. That was the goal. And so I got to the gate and they said, you have a Magic Kingdom reservation? I said, yes. And they said, you know, have a magical day. So that was the thing that I was really glad that they did was that they did honor Magic Kingdom reservations for that day, which is how it should be. Oh, because if they allowed park hopping, I don't think anyone else would have been able to get in. Right. And for those that are listening that don't know, park hopping started at two. And so when Sharon got this notification at 3.30, it's only been an hour and a half into the park hopping transition. And so good thing they were accounting for people that, you know, made, um, I was going to say Hollywood Studios, again, MGM. Uh, it's good thing that they accounted for the people that had Magic Kingdom reservations but didn't go first thing in the morning and we're going to spend all day there. So I got there. I walked into Magic Kingdom and for me, it was emotional. And I'll be honest, I don't usually get emotional going into Disney a lot because of how often I go. But for that day, it wasn't just about me. Like it was about doing it for not just me as an adult, but for me as a little girl, like for the little girl that went all the time growing up for my parents, for my grandparents who have passed, who I have Disney memories with, like it was for all of that, that I was like, for me to say that I went to the 50th anniversary on the 50th anniversary. So I walked in and honestly, Main Street was packed. I mean, the lines for merch were insanity and I was like I'm not even gonna attempt so I just walked down and then people were already lined down main street and in front of the castle sitting and waiting for fireworks at that point it was about 5 p.m by the time I got in so and fireworks typically started at what time that night was nine. Oh my so that was like four hours they were just waiting it doesn't get really dark till like seven eight sometimes so they're getting toasty in the sun <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've heard that there were people who were waiting for like 10 hours, eight hours, like around the hub and stuff like that, because people want spots. And so when I went to get my picture in front of the castle, there were already people sitting there for fireworks. So I couldn't even get a picture, you know, without people in it like that. And I just accepted that at the point I said, all right, you know, whatever, I'm going to get this picture of me in front of the castle on the 50th. So I did. And then I went to meet up with a coworker and I decided while I was waiting for her, cause she actually was able to go into the, um, they had a shop with October 1st only merch. So she was in there at the time and thankfully she was, she was able to grab me a couple of things and mm-hmm. I decided to ride Dumbo cause I said, I want to do one classic attraction on the 50th and Dumbo was a walk on. So I went, I rode Dumbo for the 50th, which, you know, that's, of course, a ride you always do as a kid. And then, honestly, we met up and left. So I was only there for about an hour on the 50th, but I was able to go in and say I was in. But I had already said, like, I'm not staying for fireworks that night because I knew it was going to take too long to get out and the crowds and everything. I said, I will do this another night. And actually, I had... Made a promise to my friend who is coming uh, this week that we will watch Enchantment together for the first time uh, in the parks together. So, yeah, and it'll be such a more enjoyable experience with with a friend, not mm-hmm. on the, the crazy October first day and or the actual 50th celebration so you know everybody was so excited to go that very first day and it's going to be 18 months long Mm -hmm. so I'm really happy for everybody to have a chance to get all of the new magic that's coming to the parks exactly and that's exactly how I thought of it too I said look it's 18 months so there's still going to be so much to do like I haven't tried any of the special food or anything and for me that day There was a possibility I wasn't going to go, but once I knew I was able to, I was like, you know what, let me just take this opportunity to go and get the picture in front of the castle because I'd kind of like to do it again at 75 and hopefully 100, you know, if I can say that, you know, for the future, (laughs) but you know, it was just something where, okay, like Disney bucket list goals, you know, people have Disney bucket list goals, sleeping in Cinderella castle is still there. I'm hoping Mm -hmm. to figure out a way 
to do it um, at some okay. point. Okay, going back to your uh, favorite attraction, what if you had the opportunity to either spend a night in Cinderella's castle in the dream suite or ride the people mover all day and be catered to, which would you choose? The dream suite. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, that I had to check. I had to check. Dream suite for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> what if you could sleep on the people mover? I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I feel like people do. I feel like that was like when I was a kid, I think that was the goal of the people mover was that like you would go and just like rest on it. But that's the thing. When I was a kid, the people mover was a walk on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't until within the past 10 years or so that people movers had a line. That's why every time I go, I honestly still think it's ridiculous. I'm like, why is there a line for this? Because I was used to, that was the ride that no one really wanted to go on. But my mom was always like, we're going on the people mover. And I was like, why? And she's like, because it's a break. So let's go. So Yes. Maybe all of us kids have grown up and the nostalgia is still there. Like it's happening for you and yes. everybody's just a lot more tired. And like now that you're in, like now as an adult, you realize, oh, this is why you do the people mover. This yes. is what makes it so great. I had a friend once. She was like, what's so great about the people mover? I was like, <gasps> Because you literally just sit there and you go around and you don't have to do anything. It's relaxing. Yes. I always joke and I say, yep, my favorite ride is any ride that I I get to sit down and I'm in AC. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of my thing. And that doesn't narrow it down. But I'm like, I like like those rides because it's hot here in Florida. It is. is. And the humidity is no joke. My hair, boom. I'm, I don't know if I'll ever get used to it or able to tame this. The hair is my biggest problem. The hair is my biggest problem because I have really thin hair. So even when I've straightened my hair and put in like half a can of hairspray, it still goes from like zero to Simba in two seconds. And I'm like, zero I, to quit. Simba. I absolutely quit. And I see these girls with these like beautiful instagram photos and their dresses and their hair looks perfect and i'm like i'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt and i quit (laughs) i have literally thought the same thing when i was over in california i'm like how do these girls do it i'm like i swear they take all their content in january for the whole year and never go like so because it's actually nice weather then or go like first thing in the morning before anybody's there and because i couldn't imagine being in the park, sweating all day, and then taking a cute picture. No, 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 no. I could never. <laughs> um, do you have, um, kind of going back to the 25th, I know you were a lot younger. Was there any particular thing that you did? Or is there anything you remember specifically from the 25th anniversary? So the 25th, I remember. So we would always go. One of the times we pretty much always went was December because my birthday is December 10th. So we would usually go Christmas time. Um, Mine's because- the 17th. Oh, almost twins. Almost so. twins, a week apart. Well, yes. probably different years too. I think you're older than me, but still. <laughs> I'm going to be 32. I'm going to be 29 in December. So okay. perfect. <laughs> The first, awesome. and the, the first of many 29s. <laughs> oh, yes. Honestly, I'm very excited for 30. I, I don't know why. Yes. Okay. But anyway, back on back to you. Back to you and your story. Um, so what do you remember from the 25th anniversary? So we would always go in December around winter break because my parents – well, my dad was a teacher. My mom was a teacher as well, but she actually – became a stay-at-home mom once she had me. And so oh, my dad was a teacher, plus with me being in school, we would go when break started. And so I remember we came and we had dinner at 1900 Park Fair. We would do 1900 Park Fair quite a bit when I was a kid because it was a Mickey and Minnie buffet and the oh. food was really, really good. And, yes, and they had Mickey and Minnie coming around and that obviously hasn't been for years because when I was a teenager, it changed to Cinderella. I was I was gonna say I've only seen it as like Mary Poppins Mary and Poppins. Alice in the morning mm-hmm. and Pooh Winnie the Pooh and friends, and then at dinner it's Cinderella or stepmother for the prince mm-hmm. her stepsisters. Yeah. So that could be like so much fun. But that's cool that it used to originally be Mickey and Minnie. Yeah, it was Mickey and Minnie, and so I remember they said like, "Oh, who's celebrating a birthday?" and 
So they took all the kids that were celebrating a birthday and we went to the middle of the floor and they brought out Mickey and Minnie and everyone sang happy birthday. And then they took us back into the kitchen and we were able to do a make your own cupcake and they gave us a Mickey straw with it. And it was like the coolest experience ever. So I remember from the anniversary, I'm pretty sure it was my seventh birthday. So yeah. Wow, what a birthday. And as a kid, were you just like, oh, we get to see behind the scenes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh I mean, gosh. especially with like, oh, cool, Mickey cupcake, you know, Mickey sprinkles, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's yeah, what we're really I, here I for, the sweets. That. And I actually had to write a story for school that year where they were turning it into a book. And that's the story I wrote. And I still have it as a book at home. And it's the story about my birthday trip to Disney. And I drew, you know, this is the 25th anniversary castle. It looks like a birthday cake. Oh, my goodness. If you could just think, oh, it's just for you. (laughs) Not at non-Disney celebration. That is so cool. Okay, I didn't know that you had to write a report on it and the 25th because that almost worked too perfectly to ask you about this podcast or ask you to come on this podcast because I was worried when I reached out. I'm like, oh, you might not have remembered um, the 25th because it was so long ago. But that is amazing that you had to your teacher almost made you memorize it for your the story's purposes and yeah that is so cool yeah I love the 25th I just the one thing I always remember is that castle like that castle was something like you don't forget a giant pink castle that looks like a birthday cake you just can't Mm -hmm. and I know it's extremely controversial for some people but you know, it's like iconic, I said, I'm though. looking at it as a kid. So, you know, I'm looking at it from a little girl's perspective. If you could design the 75th castle, what would you want it to be? I mean, I'll be honest. They're using my favorite colors pretty much right now, like the blue and the purple and the rose gold. I just feel like that all goes together so well. The only thing I'd probably do is like add in a pop because for me, like mermaid colors of yes. aqua and purple, like those are my favorite. But I just think the 50th colors honestly are amazing. I'm not going to lie. I've been buying a lot of 50th merch because I just love the colors. Yes, it's so pretty. I'm a big iridescent girl. And so I've been very like, oh, I don't need this, but it's iridescent. I want it. So I'm very much right there with you. Is there any favorite piece of merch that you got that you are completely obsessed with? 50th or in general? (laughs) Ooh, okay. Uh, let's just stick with 50th for now. So there was a 50th, lot of new stuff that came out. So the 50th, the one thing I really love, well, a couple things. One is, so there's like a pink iridescent jacket and I think it's technically a kid's jacket, but it fits me. So I bought it because I had to have it because it's like pink and sparkly and iridescent. It's so cute. I thought it was a little girl's jacket too. That's why I didn't get it. And I'm a lot taller. So, oh man, I'm jealous. I'm pretty sure I got like a kid's XL and it fit like an adult smallish. So yeah. (laughs) Oh, you're so lucky. That's amazing. It's such a cute jacket. Yeah. So I got that. And then I did get the 50th zip up with all the characters on the back, which I love. And the, um, the Mickey and Minnie plush. I love the Mickey and Minnie plush and the outfits. Did you see the little girl's Minnie Mouse 50th dress? The one that's a hundred dollars. Yes. <laughs> it is so cute. And the detail on it, like there's like seven layers to this beautiful skirt and the iridescent and all your favorite colors minus teal. Oh my gosh. I so wanted it, but I'm like, it's pretty, but here's the thing, like the actual dress, you know, it's kind of like the costume material. Cause I did see it in the shop mm-hmm. and it's just like for a hundred dollars. I mean, I will love my future daughter. Hopefully I'll have a daughter in the future. You know, if I do have a daughter in the future, as much as I love her, I would not spend a hundred dollars on that dress for her. I won't do it for my niece, no matter how much she has me wrapped around her finger. There are certain things that like, nope, we're not doing this. The hundred dollar dress is where I draw the line. There, there you go. That's fair. Honestly, and then you know, when it comes to princess dresses, it the, I just the girl little girls that wear it sometimes and how hot it gets in Florida, I'm just mm-hmm. like 
goodness. I, I couldn't do it. So, but yeah, I just think I that never had are- them. I I actually only had like Meg, Belle, and Esmeralda and Jane. So I really only had like one true princess, but I had the heroines of the Disney Renaissance and whatnot. So I had Disney, like my parents bought me Disney clothes, but they weren't buying those dresses and stuff like that, especially because they were so expensive. And it was like, by the time you're able to fit into it one year, you outgrew it. So I actually had this really awesome, I still remember it. It was a Pocahontas outfit. It had Pocahontas. It was like brown, like faux leather. And it had like fringe on it. And it was a halter top. I loved it. It, Like it honestly was kind of like true, like Pocahontas style. And then it had, I think it was like a skirt or a skirt or something. So I had that. And then I had a lot of the shirts like from the Disney store, like the classic Disney store growing up. I don't know if you remember, but they would have like the pocket tees and stuff with the characters that were on them. So I had a lot of Disney outfits that I would wear to Disney, but my parents never put me in one of those big princess dresses or anything like that. It was always comfy clothes. Like that was how we did Disney was doing it for comfort. So I look like a typical 90s child at Disney. Like I don't (laughs) Hey, we love it. Hey, those that 90s fashion is coming back, so it totally works. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, is there anything else you want to say about either going on the 25th or the 50th before we close out? I'm just honestly excited for the next 18 months to see what, you know, the 50th has in store. And the one thing I'm really looking forward to the most is getting to experience it with family and friends. Like, that's the thing about Disney, too. It's who you get to experience it with. Yes. And just like this upcoming week, getting to go to Disney with my Instagram best friend, you know, after 18 months, basically of waiting for us, because it's been 18 months. um, It's just going to be like really special to get to go together. And my parents are trying to become pass holders again. So to get to go with them, it's been years since we've gone together because they gave their passes up for a little bit and then COVID hit. So it's just going to be really nice to have those trips with, you know, people who mean so much to me. And I'm hoping I'll be able to get my niece and nephews within the next 18 months and whenever that's going to be to take them because that's part of the Disney magic too, is just getting to share it and experience it with those you love. That is so beautiful. I love that answer. And um, if people wanted to follow along your adventures and you and your Instagram friend are finally going to go soon, um, where can they find you at? So my Instagram handle is at childless millennial because I love mermaids. And actually, my original account got hacked. And so I came up with that kind of like within a half hour of scrambling to try to get an account up. So I was looking through my closet at different shirts I had and I saw my childless millennial shirt and I go, bingo. Perfect. And add a little mermaid spin on it because you said Ariel Ariel is your favorite. Yes. That is awesome. It's such a creative name. And you guys, we will have the links down in the show notes so you can go follow Sharon and stuff. Sharon, thank you so much for wanting to do this and coming on the show. It truly means the world to me. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. I absolutely love this. And I'm hoping we can go to the park together someday now. Yes, we will definitely need to plan that. And we can hopefully I'll get a chance to see um, Harmonious and Enchanted too. And we can talk about it and whatnot. But again, Sharon, thank you so much. Thank you, Morgan. I appreciate it. 